Hello everyone, I'm Madre de Miel, a sex, pleasure, and intimacy coach hosting Amorosa, a podcast where we talk about how to fully embody our desires, nurture fulfilling relationships, and deeply connect to ourselves and others shamelessly. This is a judgment-free zone intent on making love in many forms and centering our pleasure. Enjoy the episode! Today we are joined by Beasley Bader. He's a solo sexual artist, writer, and host of the Betascape podcast, as well as a sex and bait coach. Now, in case you're wondering what bait means, what it stands for, <laughs> it's short for masturbate, and we're going to talk about that in today's episode, as well as explore solo sexuality. I hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Let's get right into it. The first thing that comes up on the internet when I type in solo sexuality, do you agree or disagree or missing from that definition? Because I think that's what a lot of folks will do, right? Like you hear a new term and like the first thing you do is Google it. And sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I type in solo sexuality and the very first thing that comes up is an April 2015 post for Kinkley described the rise of the solosexual, which is the sites Jason Armstrong describes as men who prefer masturbation over other sorts of sexual activity. There is a growing subculture of men who are finding that masturbation is the best sex of their lives. And then on Psychology Today, it says solosexuality and pornosexuality learned or innate. Much of the conversation on whether such people are potentially intimacy avoidant related to an unresolved early life and possibly adult life trauma or whether they are leading the edge of an under-examined sexual orientation in that discussion and in a much referenced daily article the general consensus leaned toward traumatized and intimacy avoidant but that may reflect people's belief in a societal norm the human tendency toward pair bonding or more than any individual's reality agree disagree um I, I feel like there might be some truth in all of it, but I think, yeah, maybe my soul sexuality with the birth from a not so great space, but it's evolved and it's morphed and it's turned into something so empowering yeah, and life-changing. And I'm not intimacy avoidant. I could love intimacy. Yeah. I'm, I'm intimate with myself (laughs) yes and even like I mean obviously like we've met through our coaching program and you know which I haven't had the chance to meet you in real life and it's like I feel I can feel really intimate with you it's coming from like you like you are able to hold that space of intimacy so I would never think of you as someone that's intimate avoidant yeah and thanks (laughs) yeah and also it's like who's to say that like even if you had not experienced certain hardships or certain trauma that so sexuality would still be your, your sexuality. I think that a lot of times when I see things like that as like, oh, well, this person's gravitating towards this because of trauma, it's flattening our experience. In order to heal from trauma, we have to process it. We have to acknowledge it. Like there's no way around it. And it can totally be a part of our story, but acknowledging it as part of our story doesn't mean that it takes up the spotlight. It's just a piece of it. We still are these beings that exist not because of our trauma right it's like we just we existed before the trauma was there and so Mm -hmm. i think that there is a way of being able to acknowledge it all and to say that i do think that there's a part of that where it's like 
people might even be asking that question because we live in such a pair bonded type of society and norm, you know? And it's like, even though I'm someone that does like, I like to date and I like to be in relationships and I like to have sex. And so in a lot of ways, I fit a lot of norms. Yeah. I also feel a lot of the pressure to be in that norm because I'm like, I don't want to be like that all the time. Like there's plenty, like right now, like I'm loving not having sex with other people. I'm loving not being in a relationship right yeah. now. <laughs> like, like that right now, that's your solo sexuality creeping out. <laughs> there it is. Like I'm just saying like these, we experience solo sexuality at one point in our lives. We, we just don't ever have like the language behind it. Mm-hmm. But we do it all the time. Anytime we take a break, anytime we break up, anytime we're on like a dry spell, there it is. There's your solo sex and honor that and have that be a part of it. How, just if, 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 if it's not a lifestyle that you're going to abide by, have it as like a tool in your yeah. arsenal. There mm-hmm. it is. You can always fall back on it. It's always with you. Um, solo sex will always just be there to like make you happy and make you love yourself. I got in contact with someone from the Huffington Post and a friend was just like, you need to interview Ren. Like you need to get in contact with Ren. And I wrote a piece for them. It was this long piece. It was like maybe a thousand word piece and it was rejected. And I was curious to know why. And so like, I read the piece back and I was like, okay, now I know why I was rejected. <laughs> it, just sound, it just sounded so sad. Um... And so I often struggle with, explaining my solo sexuality in a way that's much more positive because the truth of the matter is it was really born out of a, a lonely place um and it and a desperate not a desperation but like I was yearning for a change it wasn't working my sex just was not working and so it really was a time to focus inward and say there's something different with me I, I don't know what that is I have clues and I really need to explore this. And it wasn't until I did that, that I really discovered like, and so then I started asking myself the question. I was like, do I really enjoy sex? What is it about sex that I really love? What turns me on? What's getting me off? What's not giving me anxiety? And then slowly but surely, like I unravel a lot of things. And I, I mean, I'm an anxious, I'm an anxious person by nature. And that's something that I'm working on constantly. Um, And I think it was this pressure to be performative. Mm -hmm. Like I I need to give my partner a really great time, but how do I do that? Like all I've ever watched was porn. I'm not a porn star. You know, I'm just a regular guy that's trying to get laid. How do I do this? Like, like I didn't really have bros to be like, how do you fuck dude? Like, what do you do with like, a pussy or like a cock or whatever um and so I just kind of had to navigate those myself and so all I ever saw was like these porn stars just going at it like full confidence and I'm just like whoa that's I don't know how to internalize that because that's yeah. just not my experience um and so then I I've always enjoyed masturbation it was always something that I will I felt it was like it was always my safe space like anytime Things were chaotic at home with my family members or whatever. I know that I could always just go masturbate and it felt good. Like it was my my alone time. I've always had a very vivid imagination too. Um, And that played a huge role in it. So I would like create these worlds in my mind and I would get lost. I was edging when I was like 10, 9, 11 years old. Like go long. My mom would knock on my door and I'd be like, oh, fuck. (laughs) 
I'd be in there forever. Or I'd be like taking really long showers. And my mom was like, get out. We're not paid for this water bill. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just stuck. And then, it, you know, it evolved. Um, high school was like, yeah, it was the same. Like, all, I remember all the boys talking about all the sex that we're having. And I was just like, I'm just jerking off. And I'm happy about that. Like, I didn't have a problem with that. Um and then I went into college and it was the same way. And then I got into a relationship with a man. Again, it wasn't fulfilled in the sex. And I thought, God, I, here's someone that I, I love. Shouldn't it be different? Like, shouldn't, shouldn't I want to have sex with this person and really engage and, and, and have this like, beautiful sexual experience together? And I just couldn't. Like, and, it, and it was frustrating because I was denying myself like this aspect of like all this research I had done. I was just like, oh, it's just out the window because now I, I found this person. I again I kind of lost myself into that relationship and I totally forgot about like my masturbation I was always still masturbating and I always felt it was more fulfilling and that ended and then I took a trip and then I went to New York and I always love to tell this story and I've told it so many times um but I feel like New York single-handedly like change the trajectory of my sexual life there in new york i could experience anything and everything that i wanted i didn't i, I couldn't fall back on someone and say oh shit jess do, do i am i really into this do I re- is that me mm-hmm. is, i can't do that there was no one i could bounce that off of it was me i stood alone and i was like i'm gonna do this <laughs> and i ended up in some of the craziest places i met some of the coolest people it's funny enough um, like New York was a very lonely place because I just didn't have a lot of people and it, I always returned back to me like it was always me at the end of the day and I could still always go back to masturbation and like New York is such a hustle and bustle it's such a crazy intense city but I was out in the day and I was working I was doing my stuff and then I would come home and I'd be exhausted and I'd be like I don't want to have to entertain someone else's sex like I just want to be by myself. I want to vibe and I, and I, and I know how to pleasure myself in a way that's going to self soothe. So Mm -hmm. now it's really evolved into, um, a lifestyle slash, um, mindset. Like for me, like solo sexuality is very much a practice and, um, a meditation for me. Um, and you go back to your question, like, what are some of the misconceptions? Oh, people are just like, oh, you're just solo because you're solo sexual. And I think they get confused with the word solo. It means by ourselves. It just essentially just means that you're having sex alone. Solo sexuals can be in relationships. I would love to be in a relationship. Um, would I ever stop masturbating? Absolutely not. That's my practice. That's my core. It's who I am. And I would love to be with someone if they're not solo sexual. Let me show you what this is. Let me bring you to my world and have you experience what I experience and share that beauty with you. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I'm very supportive of my partner's pleasure. <laughs> um, and I and I and I encourage my partners to let me know what turns them on, and I'm willing to explore. And I think the benefits of being a solo sexual is that you're not your penetrative sex is not your first go-to. So you're much, I'm much more open to other aspects of play. And I've, and I've been introduced to those things, things that I never would have thought I'd be into. And then I'm just like, Whoa, like, okay. Like if I've opened my mind to solo sexuality, I can open my mind to a world of sexual activities, like things that are totally out of my scope. And I can sit back and say, 
Wow, I can see how that's really pleasurable for you. And I can see how that's really enhanced you as a person. And we've learned this in, in sex coach training. Like we've we've gotten these assignments and just like, you know, what does it feel to walk around with your like energy, like sexual pilot on when I'm able to really step back and slow it down? You know, that's been, it's been a consistent theme in my life. Just to really slow things down and really take in what's going on in my surroundings. I find that my sexual energy is really fun and people are curious. It's not this weird thing. I don't make it be like this, like, oh, it's mine alone. I'm going to share it with you. Do you want to masturbate together? Let's do this. Um, yeah, but going back to your to your question, I love it. Um, but I, you know what? I, I also think, too, I find it more pleasurable when that person is, like, open to trying different things. Yeah. When you were sharing about your experience being in New York and just really returning back home to yourself as like your solo sexuality emerging or like showing itself to you, because I Mm -hmm. think like sexuality is a lot like in my mind, I imagine somebody sculpting and it's like you have a big piece. And so you're kind of like it's showing itself to you. Right. It's just to me, it's something that like can always change. You can shape it. It's not something that's like done to you you're kind of sculpting it out but you're also following your inspiration if we both had something and we were sculpting something out it would definitely look different even if we had an assignment because I feel like we are told that there are certain ways to be sexual and other ways that are not okay to be sexual so even if we were following the assignment as best as we can (laughs) it's still gonna look really different like there's no way about it we're so unique so I do think in in that kind of metaphor where Um, you know, we are an active author of what that looks like. And at the same time, because we're following our inspiration, it is also revealing itself to us. So I wonder, like, as your solo sexuality was revealing itself to you, like, had you heard that term already? Did you know about the community? Or did you just think like, oh, like, I'm like, this is a very unique thing to me. And then maybe in a conversation, you realize, like, how did that happen? So, yeah, I mean, that's totally, like, I was just like, oh, I'm, a, I'm alone in this, essentially. Like, this is not normal. Because I think, like, when I did start having conversations with men about, like, my sex, and I was like, yeah, I, like, jerk off all the time. And then they're just like, bro, that's kid shit. Like, I was doing that when I was, like, 12. Like, that's not, I'm banging pussy now. Like, that, these are the conversations that we were having. And so then I internalized as a shame because I was just like, oh, I'm not... I'm not, um, I'm not tapping into like my male energies, right? I should be out there trying to bone everything that I possibly can. And so that's where I went forth. And I was just like, this doesn't feel real to me. This is a real struggle. It felt fake as fuck. Everyone could see I was faking it so hard because they're just like, Ryan, you're not that dude. Like, and I haven't, and I never really was. Um, and so that I just kept it to myself. And then I just took it upon myself to just start researching it. And internet is i love the internet man you can find a lot of <laughs> shit online um and i started find, like at the time tumblr was really popular like mm-hmm. sex tumblr pages and i loved it i love tumblr just aesthetically like there was so much art and people were just producing like this self-made art and i was vibing on it and then i started slowly like um looking into like these porn tumblers like beautiful like artistic like artsy porn stuff and then you know all the rest of it and then the these images and and these videos are in these gifts that mostly resonated with me were like solo men masturbating like i just love looking at these men like pleasuring themselves and whoa there's a world of men 
tapping into their most beautiful selves um, in a way that we just bypass because it's like, oh, it's not eye-catching or it's not aggressive enough or it's not primal enough. But it's just like we, I think as men, we don't take the time to really appreciate all facets of like we as men can um, capture. And I think I bring that for to the forefront, whereas other men bring in like the primal, like I just want to fuck energy. Like I bring in like, well, turn to yourself, bro. Like you can only really get good if you're good with you first. Mm, Yeah. And I find that that, I find that that happens a lot with uh, like a lot of like people that contact me on social media, they're just like, how do you do it? How do you do it? And I, I don't, I want to fuck better. or I want to be a better lover. I want to, and I'm just like, stop. Are you masturbating? <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, you know, I do it when I'm like bored. I'm just like, no, 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 bro. Let's, let's really talk about the benefits of masturbation. How are you doing it? When are you doing it? Why are you doing it? Like, let's really focus on who you are and, and, and analyze all the beautiful things you are as a sexual human. Mm-hmm. And then when you're able to better understand that and commit to that, you're able to show it to other people. Yeah. Masturbation has always been like, so like important to me like it's never not been important and I used to think also when I was younger I probably heard this somewhere along the line too that like masturbation is something you do because you're not getting laid or you're not having sex that that having sex is somehow better more favorable like you know option a and masturbation is like option b and so I think I probably believed that I don't think I questioned it And this was before I was regularly having sex, right? And so I figured that like, oh, that's going to be the thing. But then when I did start having regular sex, um, you know, with a partner, with a boyfriend, and like, that was very consistent. I noticed how like, it's not making me masturbate any less. Somehow Mm -hmm. I'm still carving out the time to masturbate. Somehow like there's something I get from masturbation that I don't get from having like partnered sex. And for me, it was something that I definitely like to do both. I want to dedicate time for both. Um, And with one partner in particular, we were, I don't know, like just had like a very sexually charged relationship. It was great. Like we had, we were fucking all the time. It was awesome. Um, (laughs) But I, I remember it was almost like we never scheduled sex, but it kind of fell into a schedule because we both were busy during the day and like I wanted to see my friends and we had all these other projects. And so we typically always like the end of the day is like when it would happen. And because we were so, I don't know, into each other and like always having sex, like when we had the chance, like we always did. So it was kind of, kind of a nightly thing and sometimes even a morning thing to wake up and get it in real quick, then go to work and like, think about it all day. And like, that's really nice. But I remember kind of rushing to get home before he did because I wanted to masturbate. So it's Mm. like, even though I'm having this amazing sexual relationship and I'm loving it and thinking about it throughout the day, I'm still making sure, no, like I want to have sex with myself with no one else there. And so when you say this, like it makes total sense to me. The sex that you have with yourself is so unique. There's so much that can be discovered there that I, if somebody's still kind of with that narrative of oh, like that's just something that I do because I can't have sex with someone else, that it's somehow less than, it's like, ah, like you might be missing out on a lot. Yeah, I feel like it's even greater than, like that's that's the the fundamental, that's the basis of your like who you are and what you're able to offer. Like if you can offer it to yourself, 
then you bring in another person and you're like holy shit there's like a, another sexual energy and you're just, now it's amplified but you can't show up authentically if you don't know the parts of you that really turn you on or that make you feel beautiful if you like what you're hearing and are finding value in what i'm sharing and want to work with me one-on-one -on -one, go to madredemir.com the fact that you're listening means prioritizing your sexual well-being matters to you and I am so proud of you already for honoring that. I'm passionate about helping people connect to their sexuality. It's a true joy seeing my clients take ownership of their erotic power and embody it unapologetically and with gusto. I support folks whether they are overcoming shame or seeking to take their sexual pleasure to the next level. Having trouble making time for sex? Or reaching orgasm? How about embracing your desires, or communicating how you feel and what you want to your partner? Is it an issue accepting disappointment or rejection in relationships? What about realizing that your sexuality is queerer than you thought? Or are you exploring polyamory or monogamy for the first time? Navigating love, sex, intimacy, and connection can be overwhelming, but also incredibly joyful and fulfilling. I'm here to help you in your journey through it all, so if you're feeling drawn to work with me, reach out through my website, madredemir.com, to start the conversation about initiating this deep and beautiful work. Your pleasure awaits. Another, another way that I began to really focus or begin to discover that I was homosexual was because when the last couple of times that I was having penetrative sex, I would never finish. And it wasn't because I couldn't, it was because I just didn't want to. And it was funny now that I think about it now, I think for me, like any time that I'm engaging in a sexual situation with another person, I, I'm recording it in my mind. I'm very specific. Like I love, I love to look. I'm like, I, love, I love facial expressions um, and, I'll, and I'll see what their body's doing. And if they're performing on me, I love to watch very visual that way. And then I'm, I'm fine. Like I won't finish. And then I'll, they'll leave and then I'll just masturbate thinking about the sex that I had. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was, it was odd because I remember at the time when that first started happening, I was seeing this, no, oh, I was like seeing two people consistently and I was one, it, one happened first and the other. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't right. This isn't normal. There, there's something off here. Like, I don't, I don't understand why I can't finish with this guy. He's so sexy, but I can't finish. And I was like, it's probably just a fluke. Um, cause I was, I was finishing with the other guy consistently. And then the other guy, I couldn't, I stopped. Like it was like this pattern that started happening. And I was just like, wait a minute, this is odd. I should really pay attention to this. Um, and it was the first time in my life where I was just like, oh, I need to get more in tune with what's happening here. Like there's a problem here. Cause they even called it out. They're just like, why aren't you finishing? Like we've been having sex for like so long and you're not coming. Like what's going on? Is there something wrong with me? And that's the other thing that's really important because you, you really need to figure out what you're doing to be able to communicate that because I don't want my partners to feel less than, or I don't want my partners to feel like they're the problem because they're so sexy. Any partner that I hook up with is so sexy to me. And so then I had to be like, I don't know. I'm going to get back to you on that though, but you're so hot. I love this time with you. And that's when I would really assess and be like, I just don't like what we're doing. Um, and they didn't, I mean, they took it fairly well, but obviously they wanted to get penetrated. So I was like, you know, and it, the relationships died, but 
I think it was the first time where I really was confident to be like, you know what? I really love what we're doing. It's just really not getting me off. Why don't we try these other things? And it was the first time that I was forming that language and that conversation and being like, let's do this together. Yeah. And that was really inspiring for me. So that I've taken that on. Yeah. That's amazing. And it is it is one of those things that like we get to learn so much through experience. And I mean, there's so much out there. Like I was just saying this yesterday, like sexual human sexuality is so vast. So there's so much that we're not going to be into. And that's okay. Like it's, we don't have to shame what someone else likes to know that we just, it's not for us, right? It's in having those contrasting experiences with, oh, like, that's not for me. We get to kind of confirm what we really like. And I do wish that like more people knew about it because then they maybe wouldn't take it personal, right? For people that want to have this combined like sexual romantic relationship with someone or something about it isn't aligning, but it's really nice to like, maybe even have these conversations. Like if more people knew about it of like, oh, I could totally be happy in, in a relationship, even if the sex isn't looking like what I used to have with a previous partner. And I think that that makes sense for most people when they think about something like, I don't know, more specific. Oh, my other partner really loved getting their hair pulled and this other partner doesn't. That's okay. Like it's different, but it's like, no, like something more deep as like, oh, like maybe I'm not going to want to have penetrative sex very often. Or maybe that's not going to be my thing. Maybe if, even if we do it, I'm not really going to come from that because solo sexuality is not something that most people know about. Mm. I think also too, it's, it, what's really helped me is either not having any expectations or lowered expectations because I just take people as they are. Like I, I meet tons of people that are not solo sexual um, because it's such a niche group. And if I want solo sexual play, I know exactly where to go get it. But more than off, more more often than not, um, I'm meeting other men on social apps, Bumble, Tinder, uh, Grinder, Scruff, what have you. Um, they have no clue what solo sexuality is, and I think the interesting part is like at one point in everyone's life, you have been solo sexual, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you might not have had like a word for it, or and also too, the there's a solo sexuality spectrum that's a very real thing. Um, and so I'm always just kind of like, I, when you've been in the game for this long in this in this subgroup, um, you begin to identify like certain characteristics and certain traits. So I can be like, you're a, you're a beater. Like I I see you. Like and I and I encourage that and I play that and I and I and I, I love to help foster that because oftentimes, again, <clears throat> um, you know, we in our sex coaching, like we 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 talk about and we we deal with so much sex shame um, and how we're able to help foster and hold space for people that have shame about their sex. Um, and it's really tricky for men because men are hypersensitive about their sex. They're just like, oh, you know, I, I can fuck. I can fuck anything I want. And you're just like, okay, great. But you can also fuck yourself. Like it's not. Yeah. And so you have to like, it's a fine balance of like encouragement and, um, and, um, um like pride you know men are very prideful about their sex it's just like i get you bro like you, you know, you're you're a fucking sex god i you, you're great you know <laughs> but um 
it's 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 being able to just be like okay you like these things but like what about this and this is cool too and you know it's not it's not always going to happen on the first time i remember like dating a guy and he was so into like just he was so macho and like totally into fucking and he was like this hard ass and um over a couple of like months seeing each other like it really began to like kind of be more to the point where i could like spoon the guy like yeah. he just wasn't the cuddling type and then after like a couple of months i was like gotcha yeah <laughs> and so like, i just always feel like when you're able to hold a safe space and not have any expectations not have any judgment and really just have a lot of excitement for who they are and then just lovingly explain right always lovingly and, and supportive and say this doesn't make you anything less than just yeah. because i want to be your big spoon doesn't take away from your manliness it doesn't take away from your masculinity just have this shared space it's ours it's ours alone um and that's always been really exciting for me too yeah i love that <laughs> I love that. It's just so funny. Every time you talk, like I feel like I'm seeing a movie. Like the way what you, do you mean? <laughs> the way you describe things, like oh. <laughs> I can just like I start to see everything happening, and I just get really lost. I'm like, that sounds really nice. <laughs> It was like, oh, how sweet like this person just like <laughs> let their guard down and like allow themselves to be held how yeah. sweet <laughs> i always feel like i excuse me i always feel like i go on tangent sometimes i'm just like red shut up or like hurry up <laughs> no i love it i love it and, uh, yeah <laughs> I love it. I love it. but i i like talking to you about all this because you're so smart about this like i I've, I've had conversations with other people about sex and so it's just been like these like silly things to really talk about but like i feel like when i talk to you when i hear you speak it's very like you can get very logical about it and i'm just like oh yeah that totally makes sense but you come from a pace of like such tranquility that it, it it's very like warming <laughs> that's another word for it yeah you're welcome but it's fun it's it's but it also comes from an educated place you can tell you're very smart about things to talk about the shows Thanks. I definitely have nerded out on all of this <laughs> because like when we were sexual nerds, come on. Totally. Like the, yeah. the, the day that you, me and Mackenzie were getting ready to record and I was getting so excited, like not just about like connecting with you and like talking and all that, but I was just thinking, I feel like this is the feeling that other people get, let's say musicians. And even if they're different types, like maybe one person's like more of this genre or the other, but if musicians like get each other or something, I just feel yeah. like, sexuality professionals for the most part we kind of get each other and why we're so like fascinated and why we're like constantly reading up on it even if it's not related to us where it's like still so important it's not just like interesting for me studying sexuality has definitely been something that i i think this is important like i think that th these experiences across the spectrum like even someone that's totally not interested in sex or completely repulsed by sex. Like I think like every single human being, our relationship to sexuality is important because it really signals like choice and autonomy of like, mm. I really choose that for myself. Like, and that's, that's valid. Or like, you know, I really choose like to not want to have sex. And that's also valid. Like to me, sexuality is important because it signals the choice that we have. And in a, culture and like the society that we live in where there's so little choice and it's so interesting living in like specifically like American capitalist society where we're constantly kind of told that we have all these choices mm. we get marketed like you know there's all these choices or even like 
you know, to get rich or to succeed, all you have to do is work really hard as if there's all this choice when it's like, there's actually very little choice in our society. Yeah. <laughs> Even if we try to think differently and it's like, oh, I want to be more like environmentally friendly. Okay, good luck with that. Like most of your choices in terms of as a consumer, at the end of the day, like it's still going to have a pretty bad carbon footprint, you know? Like, so it's like mm-hmm. that we don't have a lot of choice. And so I feel like for me, that's why sexuality really speaks to me. I don't think I really came into it thinking about it in that way. Like it was probably more personal, um, you know, and just kind of like fun. But like as I started to get into it more and more, like when I hear about other people's experiences, that's why I think it's so important because it's like this is about choice and autonomy and agency and like really protecting that and protecting ourselves in a world where we do a lot of things without our consent. So mm. anyway, that's a tangent, yeah, but <laughs> that's why. Reese, girl. The benefits of masturbation have been so great in my life that it, it's enhanced all aspects of everything that I do. It's made me a better friend. It's made me a better son. It's made me a better coworker. It's definitely made me a better lover. And I think people get confused because they're just like, what, are you just masturbating all the time? No, I'm not talking about the actual physical act. I'm talking about those sex energies, those good, positive vibes. Because when you're making love to yourself, you're not negative. You're rejoicing in who you are. You're honoring your body. You're loving your pussy. You're loving your cock. You're loving your hair. You're loving your eyes. You're looking at yourself. You're turning yourself on. It is a space to completely murder negative self-talk. There's no room for it in masturbation whatsoever. And that's a learned practice. In the beginning, I was totally conscious. I was like, oh, fuck, look at my big belly, bro. Look at my stretch marks. Look at my hairy body. Look at my weak arms. Like, you're always so self-criticizing. And then it just got to a point where I was just like, bro, you do this all the time. You're going to do this in your sex, too? Now, fuck that noise. Like, I don't need fucking social media in my ear i don't need fitness magazines in my ear when i'm trying to get down with myself this is me this is my space you don't fucking take this space away from me you're lucky i'm inviting you in this and so when you when you begin to really take control of that um it just takes it it enhances everything you do and also too like i started finding beauty in my own community because i started finding beauty in myself there was a long time where i i I, i'm embarrassed to say now but like i had a lot of self-shame about my culture my ethnicity because it wasn't revered Mm -hmm. growing up and looking at all the things that i was looking at i just never saw myself and so i just never felt worthy enough to be like i'm gonna take a nude because i'm i'm beautiful and this is hot and and who knows who's going to want to see it, but I did it. And, and when you begin to practice that and you see it in yourself and then you start seeing that and it transcends, right? So then when I started finding my own self beautiful, I was just like, well, what other things about myself can I find beautiful? And so then I started watching Latino porn and I started watching Middle Eastern porn. I started watching people of color porn. I started watching like X2 where it's just like random. It could be your fucking next door neighbor. And you're just like, holy shit. And you're just like, that's hot too. Um, and that's where I found most of my inspiration. And so now I'm, I'm coming to the point where you train your mind into thinking real sex is so much hotter than this highly produced, over-sexualized ideas 
that people think sex should be mm-hmm. no bro that's a fucking movie <laughs> like, yeah. like that's a well thought out like you're very intentional who you're casting where you're shooting how you want it to get done that's all like let's fucking destroy this narrative like, like they're they're doing it for us nah foo like now these studios don't have a leg to stand on. They're all looking at OnlyFans, bro. They're looking at what we're doing. We're dictating that. And so now it's a it's a movement. It really is a sexual revolution in which anybody can can be sexual and do porn. And 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 it's so supportive. Like when I started getting into that space, I was like, holy shit, like there's people that really do love my sex. Like really yeah. want them more. And I've been tipped for it, you know, and I'm I'm confident in saying that I've gotten paid for a couple of things. I don't, I don't fully call myself a sex worker because I feel like it takes away the importance of what other real sex workers do. Um, but I've been in that space and it's, and it's so supportive and it's, it's empowering to, to know what the future holds for like, um, like sex, like sex yeah. practices. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, I agree because I've also um, explored <clears throat> selling erotic I call it erotic self-portraiture simply because mm-hmm. it was not I mean I wasn't masturbating and I wasn't having sex on camera so it was just more like you know nipples <laughs> it was basically just nipples and like you know cute like aspects with like you know but still wearing um underwear or like a bathing suit or something so I wasn't like really showing much I saw a lot of memes during the pandemic that said like um, just how you're supporting like you know the local you know your favorite restaurant mom and pop like shop um, support your local sex worker and I'm like yeah like I really love that normalization that it's like you probably know a sex worker because a lot of people you know either don't feel safe or like are not going to come out with it and that's okay yeah. that's voice. but it's like this is very normal this is also very like it's just a job. It's just work. It doesn't have to be liberatory, but at the same time, it's extremely liberatory for so many people. Mm-hmm. And it's also work that a lot of people enjoy to do, do, you know, and it's like, that's beautiful. It's a form of art. And so just the way mm-hmm. that I'm going to tell my, my friends, like, oh, my friend has an amazing band. You should like go to their show. It's like, yeah, like Ren is like a beautiful man. That's like always taking these like beautiful photos and like really expressing like this beauty like yeah like go check him out like don't miss out on that yeah yeah i totally well thank you <laughs> yes i totally agree thank you and i feel the same way about you um and it's true and I, and I feel like in my life now i i have those conversations with people um i'm almost just like yeah like in the same way that i talk about a really cool new tv show that i'm watching I'll say, oh, I just discovered this really amazing performer. And I think now since like this, this, um, this industry isn't so saturated now, because I mean, obviously you can do it, which is really great. But on the, like the downfall, like yeah. there's so many people doing it. And I think now what really resonates with me is like the branding and authenticity of this person is. Yes, Jess has really great boobs, but Jess is also really cool. I want to keep following Jess. I want to know what Jess is doing. What is she What is she passionate about? I already know that she's gorgeous and she's sexualized and I can get off by watching her. But what is she What is she informing me with? What is she making me listen to? What am I watching? What art am I inspired by her? That's what really resonates to me now. Um, 
and so yeah i can i can go to fucking Pornhub and like look up a video in five seconds and get off at two but but to me now it's like i i research sex workers like my favorite artist (laughs) and and i and i love that and i love that about sex and it's just like you're so much more it to me the joy comes when i get much more of a well-rounded um view of who this person is other than just based on their sex alone yeah that's what's really cool i think when i first started to expose myself i had a very serious conversation <laughs> with myself and I was like listen if you're gonna do this you gotta be committed like there it's gotta just be either gonna do it or you're not and I struggled in the beginning I was like do I really want to show my face do I really want to be public with it what will that say what will this do and again you you go into this, this fucking like abyss of like all the things that could happen wrong and blah blah blah, blah. and then I said to myself if I stay on track And if I continue to remind myself of the reasons why I'm doing this, and if I stay committed on that message, then I'm fully confident and comfortable showing off my sex. And, um, you know, that could be like a cum shot video or masturbation or playing with my butt, like whatever that is, I always go back to this is all self-love. Yeah. I'm showing this because I want you to have the confidence to be able to do that for yourself. There's people out there who are my age, who are my ethnicity, who are my body type. And I always think they probably have never felt sexy ever once in their entire lives. And look at me, you see yourself, because you know what, God damn it, representation matters. Yes. <laughs> it's so important. And I, I want to be part of that narrative. I, I I am making that commitment. I am putting myself out there. Maybe it comes out at risk. You know, one of the things that I was most fearful of is just my work. You know, I, I, do, I don't do this for a living. I have a full-time job. I'm committed to that. I love my job. What will that say? What will that, you know, what will, the, what will, what will be the repercussions of that? But again, I remind myself that it comes from a good place. Um, you know, and I, and I remind myself all the time that I'm that I'm doing good work. Um, and I see that. I see that in the feedback that I get. You know, I I hear people say that I changed their lives, and that's so. That's probably the greatest compliment they can ever receive of of, of any of this shit that I do. Like yeah. people complimenting all the time on all of this shit, but when I get those sincere messages of like, "You're so beautiful, and I'm beautiful too," and now I want to do this too, and I'm just like, "Do it." Yeah. <laughs> I've done it. I've made a change somehow and I'm on the right track. So yeah, just keep doing what I got to do. It's so true. I think that like being able to see somebody else really just embody like self-pleasure, like, and, and yes, of course, like in the more literal ways, but just in general, like yeah. I'm really yeah. loving being like in my body. I'm just really like experiencing joy right because we're gonna and it's fine like we have a range of emotions that we're going to experience even throughout a day like we're not gonna be there all day so it's like taking the time to savor it and express it and show it because it's like yeah like we're gonna have moments of sadness we're gonna have moments of stress we're gonna have moments of like conflict and that's part of being human and that's fine but I'm taking the time to like really savor and express and like kind of show that to the world like 
I am also capable of like so much pleasure and so much love and so much peace. And we all are. And like, I'm sharing that. Like, I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's why it's so like, <clears throat> when I look at the things that we do, um, it's, it's so much more an experience. It's, it's, it's sharing knowledge. Um, it's sharing resources and allowing ourselves to, share this information in a way that's sexual and educational and I think one of the things that was that caused some concern was with it's always this idea that somehow being a sexual being um um takes away all the other things that you're capable of who you are as a person right mm -hmm. so like to me being in a porn video and then being a heart surgeon doesn't doesn't take away the validity of what you do as a heart surgeon. Yeah. You're a fucking heart surgeon, dude. Yeah. You should be you should be getting laid on the fucking daily. You're saving people's lives, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. go get it. You know. So, like, being a lawyer and having an OnlyFans that that to me, it, I can't. Th there's not a difference. Yeah. It doesn't take away the power of who you are as a writer or an actor or an activist when you're showing off your pussy online. Yeah. Those I those things are not separate from one another. And in fact, and so now when I do it now, that's that was a concern. I was like, oh, people are gonna think less of me and what will they think? But, but the impact that one makes with the content that you produce is an emotional impact. That's how you're connected to this thing. Showing these messages of self-empowerment, self-improvement, self-love. And you're just like, oh, you can do it by jerking off. I want to jerk off too. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. so true. And I really love that you, that you like really named how there is this like flattening that people tend to do in general. So it's like, if you have this profession in this sexual like space, whether it's OnlyFans or something else that it's like somehow takes away the validity of everything else. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's so not true. And I'm glad that you said that. I had a friend who I really love and we've been friends since high school. Um, and he was so sweet. He was basically like, you know, you being open about your OnlyFans has really made me change my perspective on it because I did judge it. Like, I didn't really understand it. Um, and not just OnlyFans specifically, but I guess, you know, just different forms of sex work. Um, yeah. You know, it wasn't something that he gave much thought about. And if he did, it was a little bit more judgmental. Sure. He's like, and I really love you. Like you're a really good friend and I really respect you. And like, you've always been someone that, and especially because he knows me from like when I was younger, when I was younger, I was like very much good girl. Like I was like doing a lot, a lot of things behind the scenes, like getting sexy with people, but yeah. I wasn't, um, I was very careful because I just had a lot of experiences of like being slut shamed by like all mm. In, in different in different situations by like school administrators by like partners where I felt like I have to be really calculated in how I can express my sexuality I have to be really like you know only with certain like friends can I like you know talk about these things more openly and like maybe with like certain partners and like in just these very specific ways which is exhausting to like have to be thinking about it but like that was just like the pressure that I was under so at the time this friend knew me in that way where I was like, you know, doing my best to like cover up and like be really proper and be this way and like be very respectable. And like, I was very 
like concerned with getting into college. And then I did, and I, you know, was doing all these things and building myself up in this resume of professionalism. And I was somewhat, you know, successful in that. And so then over many years now where I've like starting, I started to express myself in these more sensual and sexual spaces where really it's like, I'm just being myself. I am all of these things. I've always been these things. I'm just now like relaxing a bit and not doing all the legwork of needing to compartmentalize myself and break myself up so I can be digestible to a lot of like to all the people in my life. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. I don't think we need to do that as human beings. Like I wouldn't put that pressure on someone else. Why would I put that pressure on myself? I get it. Like sometimes it's a way of survival or keeping your job or whatever it is. But also there's just like this breaking point where it's like, I I don't want to do that anymore. (laughs) And so because I was open about it, my friend was like, you know, I've always seen you as this kind of like very like, you know, professional, like respectable, like the kind of girl and like he's gay. So it's not like the kind of girl I can take home to mom of dating, but just like the kind of girl, like I can take home to my mom to like have tea with, you know, like, you're just like this good girl is doing OnlyFans. Like it was really shocking at first, but now that like, you know, I've mm-hmm. kind of seen it, like, I don't, I'm, I'm starting to not see that, that there is this dichotomy that it's really like, no, it's just like an integrated whole. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. I feel like sometimes people just aren't given the opportunity to, to do that. Yeah, and I feel I feel like I've always been that way. Like I've I've always really enjoyed sex. I've enjoyed looking at it. I've enjoyed all aspects of sexuality. And I just I, I myself was just like, oh, I can never do that. Like that can never be me. Um, and you're just like, no, you gotta like own that shit. <laughs> yes, and I'm glad that you that you're doing it because aside from like all the feedback that you've gotten, like the impact of your work is also going to have like a life of its own in a way already seeing really positive feedback now and like that's probably going to multiply and expand so i think that's that's great um i don't know if there's anything else that you'd like to share or you know leave listeners with i think uh, i mean listeners should just be free to be as sexy as they want to be you're you're in this moment now and inhabit it in a space in which it's sexy and it's beautiful and it's alive and you're thriving and you're mo- your most authentic self and when you encapsulate that show it to yourself first like know that first and just be as supportive as you possibly can in the communities that you um look at yeah if you look if you look at porn support your porn star tip them yes. <laughs> you know so sexuality you don't have to own the the label or that title, but just experiment with that. Um, experiment with your solo play and, and take agency and and help inspire or empower your own sexual and be your own sexual advocate. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important. Um, and have fun with it. Have a good fucking time. <laughs> nice. Thank you. And where can where can listeners mm. find you? Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, y'all can find me. Um, I go by Beastly Bader. It's kind of like my alias in the Bader community. So all my socials are under that. And then also, too, you can hear my interview with Jess on my podcast, The Bait Escape, that you can find on Apple and Spotify and other like podcast hosts. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much. I loved having you. And I think mm. listeners are really going to appreciate this conversation. I always have a great time talking to you. So thank you for allowing me on your space. Thank you so much for listening to Amorosa. 
To receive special offers on my services and products, and to stay up to date on upcoming events I will be a part of, visit madredemiel.com, click on the newsletter tab, and sign up to my Just Like Honey love notes. Until next time, take care and relish your pleasure. Thank you.